And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? You are listening to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. Before we get to the episode, can you please do me a favor? Wherever you're listening to this, please give it a five-star review, share it, like it, help me to grow the show because that is what we are trying to do. Before we get into episode 34, which is with Andrew F. Carter, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a couple things. We had difficulty trying to get this thing off the ground. The audio quality is not really what I prefer for it to be, but we've wasted enough of Andrew's time. I really wanted to thank him for taking the time to be on the show. I've tried to correct it as much as I possibly can. There's not a whole lot I can do about the audio. So with that being said, I understand if you can't listen to the whole thing through, but please try and give it a chance and see if you can get some good information out of there. Andrew kind of has this rise from the ashes type of story. You know, life throws a lot of curveballs at you. And you know me, I always like to use a good baseball analogy because that is something that is very important to me. I love baseball and I think that there's a lot of life lessons in that. So Andrew's had a lot of a lot of curveballs thrown at him. He was the product of two parents who from a broken home. His dad was a pimp and his mom was actually a prostitute at one point, and he's a product of that. He's been through a ton. He's found a lot of passion. He's been in foster care. He's been in prison. He's had a few setbacks, but he's risen above that. He's growing his ministry. So if you do have the opportunity and are able to listen to the whole thing, I would really appreciate it. Give us a little feedback and share with Andrew that he moved you because he did move me quite a bit with the things that he does. If you haven't heard him on, you can check him out at andrewfcarter.com. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. He does 15 second prayers all the time. He used to do one minute motivation. So he's a really good motivating guy. And I hope that you can find find a way to listen to the whole episode. That being said, let's get to Andrew F. Carter. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, Wes, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate your patience. I think you're a little bit more patient than I am. It's been a little interesting trying to get this whole thing squared away over the last three weeks. Glad that you've been patient. I hope that this gives a powerful interview like you talked about. Yeah, definitely. When, when it's throwing us curveballs, man, all you can do is stay in the box and keep swinging. So here I am. I'm patient. Yep. I appreciate it, man. We've talked a little bit a couple times here and we talked about kind of your childhood and things like that. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, where you were born, how you grew up? Yeah, most definitely. So I was uh, born in Portland, faced quite a bit through my, my childhood years. Both of my parents were drug addicts. Uh, my mom struggled um, keeping a job. My dad was his, you know, his career choice uh, in life. I'm prostitute. For time, so growing up, I seen a lot of different things, a lot of dark places. Um, moved around a ton. There was no stability. There was no consistency in my life. And uh, yeah, and so you ended up in foster care. It sounds like when did that happen? First time, I believe uh, I was about twelve years old, and I was put into a home for about three or four months. My mom was in rehab, trying to get her life together, and then the second time. I was uh, in seventh grade. She went to prison for uh, ID or uh, identity theft, and I spent about eighteen months with my uncle, or uh, no, eighteen months. And uh, actually, when I was about fourteen. 
how did it play into your life? I know that, like we talked about, there's a lot of curveballs in that. And being raised by your parents is one of those things that a lot of us take for granted. We never be, but you've basically been kind of raised by different people throughout your life. How did that affect the way that you did things? I think that Phoenix was a very eye-opening experience for me. What it provided that I always lacked was consistency, um, discipline. There was structure, and what I found. Is when put in those constraints, um, can excel. So it was like, it, it shaped, you know, my, my ideology and my philosophy that if I can create some amount of consistency, then I can excel. Um, no discipline. You know, I kind of left to myself and I struggled, I struggled uh, physically. Like I achieved anything. Um, I really, you know, the sky was the limit for me in foster care and came in and direction that I could duplicate that environment that I could spread my wings and fly. So a little bit more consistency, it sounds like it was a little bit better for you to be in foster care because you were able to kind of have a little bit more structure. Yeah, most definitely. We talked a little bit, you kind of found God at a younger age, but you spent more time cultivating that relationship now did then. Can you talk a little bit about when you came to your faith and found you found God. Yeah, when I was 18 years old, I was actually heard Jesus Christ or, or Christianity um, relationship with God. Um, you know, growing up, I equated you know Jesus to the Easter or as a savior or um, as as God. So, you know, I gave my life to Christ. Uh, I wanted this girl, and her brother said that if I wanted to date her, then I had to be a Christian. So. I was like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll say your little prayer and I'll listen to your spiel. So that night, uh, for years, I had this uh, uh, holder. I would, looking back, I would say it was the Holy Spirit, you know, brush it off to the side. When I was 23, I was I got really into the church. Um, I started going for about two or three years. Um, I was learning, you know, how to potentially be a pastor in the future. The crazy part about that is after uh, we had an evangelist come to town and for a week he evangelized. And every night he would have a word for people. Uh, he would pull one person out of the stand and say, uh, I'm over their life. They went by and I was hoping praying some kind of a word, some, uh, a touch from God. And nothing went by. We were fasting. We were praying. And on the last night, it was my night. He called me up from pre-COVID. He said, uh, words of gold and that you will minister. At the moment, it terrified me because I was 23. I had two kids. Um, I didn't want to be a pastor or a minister at the time. I wanted to go back to school. And so I ended up doing that. I actually, uh, a couple of weeks, I actually left church. I stopped attending because that calling on my life was so, uh, it was so big. It was, it was scary to where I'm at now. You know, I, I'm now in ministry, I'm an ordained minister, and I speak to millions of people. So prophecy came true over time, but I just kind of took the long way around to get there. Kind of took a different path after that too, right? So you ended up in prison, and then and then you got out, and now you're on the path that you're on now. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So after I left church, uh, I decided I was going to go to school, and I got a full trip to play basketball. Um, at Lynn Benton. And so I played for two years there and wanted to play uh, a little bit at Western Oregon. So I ended up earning two degrees. And when I was done, I started a business. And, and you know, behind the scenes, everything 
really good there. I was the American dream. I had this that was making, you know, just shy of a quarter million dollars a year because I opened a gym. I had two college degrees. I was the kid who had kind of come from nothing. I had pulled myself up from my bootstraps and started to achieve and, and reach this level of success. But I was um, I would uh, take steroids, performance enhancing drugs. When I exercise, um, I would work out so hard that I would take pain pills at night just to sleep. Um, you know, I didn't really battle with alcohol or hard drugs or anything like that, but I would use them socially. But like I said, I was also, you know, in an abusive relationship. It was very, a very environment that we had created, um, me and my wife at the time. Over the years, uh, it all kind of built up, built up, built up and erupted. And one evening I actually, uh, committed this heinous crime and got myself in trouble and ended up spending eight months in prison, um, and losing everything. You had, you had already found you were kind of trying to figure out where your place was at the time in prison. There wasn't really this epiphany or anything like that. Like you would think that there would have been in prison because it was already there. How did your time in prison kind of shape where you are today? You know, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of, um, I don't speak from experience. I've seen a lot of guys find God while they're in prison, but my experience is complete opposite of that. When I was there, I was so angry and my heart was hardened. Uh, I was so frustrated. I had uh, the first you know, college degree. My marriage at the time was the longest. I had my own business. So um, I was so mad that I had lost all of that. And it was else's fault but my own. But uh, I, I just, I was so angry. So my time there, I spent reading and coming up with business plans and like really sharp self mentally and physically working, you know, preparing myself for a comeback. So I everything. my goal was to get back seen and, you know, rebuild my life essentially with no thought. Uh, at that time. So when I, when I came home, um, you know, even then I didn't just like go back to serving God. I spent a good year just like finding myself, um, dating around, you know, part of a little bit, online social media platform, building my online business, putting myself in the plan. A little bit about like your online business and things like that. So you, you, you started trying to build that thing. You have, is this where you started like the coaching and things like that? Or did that come after when you started deciding that you better, you better think about the path that you're on? Yeah, that was a, that kind of trickled over from before I went to prison. So I owned a gym and so a lot of online training, I was putting out motivational content and inspiration. It's called a minute of motivation. I was kind of sharpening my, my tool at the time like preparing myself for this. So when I came home, that's when I started the online training. So I was seeing shift in trends where, you know, uh, brick and mortar gyms are at war with like online training. And I wanted to have my, you know, I wanted to have my hand in the brick and mortar to online training, uh, nutrition and exercise, um, workout programs. I wanted to be able to reach more than just the local community to really build my my clientele. When you started doing this, you were so you were in prison in Oregon, correct? Is that where you were at? And then you moved to where you currently reside. I moved down here a couple months ago in July. Yeah, you're in LA, right? That's where you're at now. Yeah. Since then, you started kind of a menace. When I first saw you, I, I saw you on TikTok, and you. It was kind of a couple different things that kind of the first thing that in mind was the Oregon State because I'm a Oregon State fan. I'm all fan. Love Pat Casey. She's not the coach anymore for started like this guy really relates. He's really positive. This guy has a great message. And what I started noticing, because you just 15 seconds of prayer, 
When did this switch come from that motivation to the prayer and when are putting more trust in, into your faith? You know, after that first year of being in prison, I was kind of on that same path of success. I was doing well financially. Um, I was traveling. I was, uh, you know, I was achieving again, but I, there was something missing this time around. I recognized because I wasn't numbing the pain of drugs and alcohol. I was a lot more open, but I could see that I was seeing something, a key component. And um, I had people around that would encourage me to get back into my faith. And I dabbled with it a little bit. I went to church here and there and I would pray. But I started a podcast with one of my friends. She's actually my photographer. And when we would talk on this podcast, she would speak openly about her faith. my head because I told her, um, I've always been taught that you don't business, politics, and religion. You just don't talk about those things. It's was clientele. And I felt like she challenged me a little bit more open about it. Uh, and that her thing was that God will put the people in front of you who need to hear your message. And if you talk about God and people leave, he'll replace that, you know, if, if I'm faithful to that mission. And so um, I took a leap of faith. And one evening, I was kind of going through it, you know, not having a great day. I shared my testimony um, in a 15-second video on TikTok. And that evening, I think I went to bed and maybe had about 200 followers or so. And uh, a shorter my DMs were filled with messages and notifications. I had over 15,000 followers. Um, my video testimony had gone viral. And so it was kind of at that moment, like my, my heart opened, opened up my ears. It was just kind of like that epiphany of the prophecy that was over my life. Um, you know, I had struggled and strived so long with this online platform. You know, talking about this in the bottom. But the first time I put it about reality and shook with God. Um, you know, it, it kind of explodes. And it was that awakening. It was just like, okay, this is exactly what he was talking about. This is the time. Um, follow your heart. And so that point forward, I just started and getting to church and praying the Bible. And as I did, uh, it just became more and more clear that this is, this is what I've gone through. I've gone through all of this, this purpose and the pain, that there was a message that I was put here to share, a message of hope, encouragement, and just love and trying to help people. But led to a couple more things too, because now you're speaking in churches and, and where else? Where else are you at? You're, I know you're speaking in churches. Where has this led you? So at, at this point, um, I just finished a, a 31 day devotional that, that I'm authoring. I started a publishing company as well, a Christian based publishing company. So I'm writing, uh, grabbing speaking, um, at schools, at churches. I was at a youth camp back in August. Um, and it's opened up to a lot of different like online conferences, podcasts, interviews, different things like that. Just being able to share my story uh, with people. But there are so many doors have opened up. There's different sponsorships and, and things like that. It's just like, it's mind blowing. Every day there's a new opportunity to share my story um, on different platforms, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. It's just all over the place. It's kind of crazy you decide that you're not in control and you give that to the higher power and you're able to see you know the fruits of that and how when putting your faith in god you have gives you those gifts that you know that you never knew that you could get so that's that's great to hear that that's been that way so you do a lot of um you're also a trainer correct so you're doing a little bit of mind coaching through that and is it faith-based coaching as well or just just mindset and, and training and things like, like that. 
Yeah. So in the meantime, since then, like I said, I'm an ordained minister. Um, I'm doing a lot of studying towards uh, becoming a pastor at some point. And so everything I'm doing is Christ. So I do have mindset training, uh, but my focus is on like holistic. I want my body and soul. So my focus is uh, on what the Bible says in the Bible. I'm putting in faith and hoping that, you know, it ends up the way that you're supposed to. Or is it kind of a combination of the two? What's going on there? So right now, I mean, I, I really stopped putting out uh, fitness content. Um, everything has been focused about hope and encouragement. And so, um, the training business is going okay. I'm getting people um, who are just kind of going through my stuff and ordering stuff online. So, um, I mean, it's, it's putting food on the table. God's definitely providing through that handle. But I see... Probably within the next year or so, I'll phase out of the actual fitness scene. Uh, I was in the fitness scene for man, 16 years or so. And so I'm ready to retire that in my life and use it as you know, self-therapy and just have a lot, a lot more than God. That, you know, we take this crooked path to where we're trying to get and we make a bunch of stall along the way. And it sounds like you found where you've... It's an inspiring, I think I've told you this before, but it's great to hear that someone can, you know, you kind of came out of the, out of the pit of hell, really. I mean, you, you've been through so much and it's, you're inspiring so many people. So continue to do that. I, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Before we get to the final question here, can you tell me a little bit about where we can find you? If we're trying to find you, where is the best place to find you? Social media, website, where is, where can we find Andrew? Yeah, so uh, andrewfcar.com is my website, and I go by the same handle on Instagram. I go by that handle on Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and find Andrew on andrewfcarter.com or anywhere else under the same name. So, we get to the final question. This week's final question sponsor is the One Movement. It is driven by passion, by culture. Check out One Auto Movement at oneautomovement.com. So, Andrew, this question that we ask every single guest is the same if you had to define it how would you define the shape of your the shape of my success would be just being better than i was yesterday i'm not in competition with anybody else but um i keep my eyes on the prize which is for salvation uh and that is my motivation that is that is my focus 100 percent um the the success comes from you know do any way that would be a little bit better than I was yesterday. So setting and following them and doing better than you did the day before. That's a great goal. That's a great definition of success. I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you if you have tuned in this long. It uh, was a little bit difficult to get that recording edited where I needed it to be. I know that it was a little cut up. But there was a great message there. Thanks to Andrew for working through that. You know, it's been very tough to get him on. And I just wanted to say thank you. If you can share this, like it, review it, follow Andrew wherever you can find him, andrewfcarter.com, to get more great content from him. And I wanted to say thank you again to One Auto Movement for sponsoring this show. And hopefully you guys have a great day. Tune in next time for more Shaping Success. 